and we are back. This is Eric, and I'm coming to you live from the Sports Card and Memorabilia Expo here in, well, it's not Toronto, it's Mississauga, right, Chris? Mississauga. Mississauga, and I am joined by Chris Carlin of Upper Deck and my new friend from Upper Deck, Jeff. I didn't catch your last name, Jeff. Jeff Dotseth. Hi, Eric. How Good are you? Have you? I'm great. Thank you. My first show up here. You're, You're having a blast. Yeah. snowing outside. It's beautiful, right? It's like a wet snow. Yeah, but it's fun. Great. I, I like it because it's just so hot in Texas. Yeah, and so the, well, you guys are in California, you, you, yeah, yeah. But I guess it's not it's not snowing there, right? Well, I made the mistake of wearing shorts on the plane because I was going to be comfortable, is what I was thinking. Yeah. Then you get off and you're like, "Holy hell, where have I landed?" <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's looking at you like, "What a jackass!" You should have known better. You know? I, I typically wear shorts to this show because it's so hot in here. Yeah, yeah. People, right. It's just like all the air sucked out of it. But I wore pants today, so now I'm I'm doing the same thing. It's very hot and I'm yeah I'm uncomfortable. But we're gonna work through it. Yeah, you'd be great. <laughs> we're gonna work words. For anyone that goes to a show like this, as you get older, gold bond. Gold bond. Gold bond. <laughs> it's a secret. It is, it is the secret. That is true. That's why my wife packed it in my bag. Yeah. All right. Here we go, man. Uh, you emailed me, Chris, about a week ago. I said, hey, I want to jump on with you. And I said, well, yes. A, I miss you guys. Yeah. It's been a while since we've been on. And sure. uh, I, I think it's great to have Jeff on, too. Uh, so one thing I, I just think is really important that everyone knows is uh, my role has changed a little bit where I'm uh, doing more with our customer care group. And uh, Jeff is one of the, the, the key thing, key uh, members of that group. He's our team lead. And uh, we're just trying to make sure that we're engaging fans better, mm -hmm. uh, engaging shops better. And uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. So, Jeff, what, do you, what are you finding in that role as you are coming into it? What are some of the things you like about it? And what are the things you like maybe want to change a little bit? Well, I think what we've seen, Eric, I've been there two years. Okay. And when I started, it was very... Uh, very bland. Okay. There was no name. Now when you call, you know you're talking to Jeff or Connor or Pat or James. It's much more of a one-on-one -on -one connection. Okay. So now if something comes up, you call into Upper Deck. Hey, it's Eric. Where's Jeff? Hey, Eric, what's going on? Well, I have this issue with this Series 1 card. Okay. Great. You still at 123 Main Street? I am. I'll take care of it today. And so it, it's just it's going back. It's relationships. And, and, I mean, it sounds a little cliché. But you're establishing it, and more more than anything, I feel like people know with Upper Deck now they're going to get it quick and resolved very fast. Taking ownership of it is, right. is, is exactly. really important. Exactly. Across well, the one the other <laughs> fun thing we've done is uh, incentivizing the reps for praise because okay. we we often look at what we do wrong, and that's uh, that's a tough thing. You know, oh gosh, we this product we could have done better, or oh my gosh, did you see the damage on that card? How'd that happen? Uh, but to fix that situation is something that deserves to be rewarded and recognized. So mm -hmm. um, we're incentivizing the reps to earn praise from customers in the form of, you know, a, a thank you letter or a, a thank you tweet or uh, anything like that. So, uh, so Jeff, what's your cool. Twitter handle? <laughs> uh, well, we're Upper Deck Assist. Okay. Upper Deck Assist. But on there, I've I've made uh, two grown men cry. Yeah, awesome. it's been uh, that's. So you got to look at those victories because right. in, in customer care you're dealing with a lot of oh my gosh this is this is a problem look at all these problems but if you don't start looking at the solutions and how you can fix it and, and celebrating those victories sure. that's uh, what's really important. That's really what the hobby wants to is just someone sure. to be accountable for it and yeah. and be there for them. Uh, you, we hear all we all hear horror stories about customer service not just in the hobby but just mm -hmm. everywhere so just anybody just wants somebody to be accountable for it right well totally. the nice thing is too what chris has done coming in is given us a lot of flexibility that's good in that one-on-one -on -one. so eric if you call in your ottawa senators artifacts card hasn't arrived we can look and say hey eric 
you're still a Stars fan? Well, I've got, not only do I have the Stars Artifacts rookie, but I've got a cool patch card, or maybe I've got an auto card. And I'm going to send that to you directly. And maybe we put a handwritten note in there. Maybe there's Vegas Golden Knight fan packs that go in there. Just something. Um, It's just we we were a little too following by the book. Sure. So that if you called eight weeks later, you would get your one Ottawa Senators card. Now when you get it, I feel like when people get an envelope from us, it's a little bit like a grab bag. Like, hey, what's in here? Sure. And we have a great time in our department looking for cool things that we can put out. We're all a sucker for kids. So when the little kids call or send us emails (laughs) or do notes, uh, it's go time. Awesome. Now, Chris, what is your role evolved into? What are you going to be doing now? Yeah, so a lot of it is strategy for the customer care team. A lot of it's still doing the programs with uh, the dealers, Mm -hmm. uh, the distributors, events, programs like uh, we're doing out here, Um, uh, social media, advertising, things along those lines. So uh, all that kind of falls under my hat, but uh, it's just a lot of fun coming up with strategies to engage fans better. Who was the creator of the Random Acts of Kindness? Who, who was that? That was me. That was you. So yeah. how, how, where did that come from? Tell me about that. You know, I, uh, I saw on, uh, gosh, what was it on? It was that uh, it was one of those social media things where people were just paying it forward and uh, giving like uh, 100% tips and things like that and mm-hmm. just calling a Random Acts of Kindness to people who deserved it. And sure. uh and we have so much of that in this hobby of there's there's a lot of negativity on social media in particular that I saw. And we had people that were coming in who were like, I, I have this MVP card. I'm so excited. And the guy who collects the cup would be, that's that's not really that great. You suck, blah, blah, blah. And you know how negative it can get. So I wanted to create a, a, a culture where we reward those people who are doing the right thing, who are, who are responding to that, that early collector and saying, wow, that's really awesome. You have that card. I'm going to send you some cards. Keep it going. Sweet. Here, check out this story. This will help you get your collection going. And so we really paid uh, attention to what was happening on social media and in some of the message boards. And uh, luckily, it's we have most everyone's information, you know, because right. of redemption cards, what have you. Sure. So I know people get excited when they get... Uh, a redemption in the mail they expect, but I wanted to see what the reaction would be when they got something they didn't expect, and, sure. and when it was personalized to them, getting the team they okay. like or the player they like, and it included a handwritten note, and it was personalized to them, and, and we've seen the reaction to that program. We started with our 25th anniversary, which was four years ago, and we've just kept it going because it's been so well received, and it really has, Eric, changed the uh, the tone of, uh, yeah. of discourse on social media, for, for us at least, where people are much more positive because they, they hope to earn something like that, but even if they don't, they see it's just a better way to, to talk. Absolutely. You, so. It's a beautiful program, man. Yeah. And we've seen so many so many great stories come out of it, so you've done a really good job there. Yeah, it's been uh, fun. I, I kind of I thought it was you behind it. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, it no, it's been a great I, one. Before I watched the ball. But one thing on that, Eric, <laughs> what makes them work is that they're random. So if you write us an email saying, hey, yeah. can I have a random act of right. kindness? It kind of feeds it. Now what we'll do is we'll figure out something but it's the ones, the way Chris set it up is so great, it brings the fun back. So it's the guy who calls and is walks you through it and says, hey, I was waiting for this particular card and it didn't work out. It's that guy where you say, hey, you know what? We got a really cool puck sure. from the draft that's sure. going to come with the COA. And this guy's just waiting on a card to come back. But because but he was a pleasure to deal with right. and, and does it the right way and mm-hmm. wasn't asking for anything. You know, those are the types of people that should 
receive the, the type of, you know, Upper Deck is a premium company. We need to start offering a premium service that goes along with of that. Course. And that's, that's really important for me and the team to deliver. Now, I want to get to what you brought over here. I want to get to that. But uh, you said premium, and it, it brought back to mind a conversation that we had actually about a year ago yeah. about your, your hardcore product. Yeah. That you said it was coming. You couldn't tell us what it was. Yes, yes. And then, we, then it came out, and when the hobby was amazed. Yeah. Tell me what went behind that because that is a great, great product, and it, it, the collectors love it everywhere. I love it, so you guys have to love it. Yeah, and you know what? We're always about innovation. You know, uh, if you go to our new facility, that's the thing you see on the way in over 30 years of innovation. Mm -hmm. And uh, we pride ourselves on that and trying to, if we're given parameters that, okay, you can't make trading cards for basketball, but we have a basketball license, how else can we deliver a premium collectible? How else can we get Michael Jordan, LeBron James, sure. Ben Simmons, all these other players that we work with uh, to customers in a fun, collectible type of product? And uh, we really were banging our heads against the wall on how we could do this, and the uh, the idea for this product came up, and it was it was something that had been it took about three years to bring to market. Wow! Because just even taking apart a floor and <laughs> trying to do printing on it, and it, it adding a memorabilia, and sure. if you sign it, how will it how will it take? You know, there were a million different uh, issues that came up with it along the way. Uh, removing staples from the floor that you didn't know were in there, you know, when you're going to cut it. So uh, to to do it in a way where you figure out how to cut it, figure out how to print on it, figure out how to add memorabilia, figure out how to blind package it uh, was really something that took a lot of work. And then, you know, getting approvals from the NBA to do that and uh, deliver that was uh, was a tricky one. It was amazing. I really like it. Uh, yeah. And it, it, We're very people are still out there buying it. You know, yeah. So it's awesome. Well, Let's talk hey, can I say one thing, yeah, Eric? Sure. The, the greatest part in customer care were the people that were so used to the traditional card mm -hmm. that would call and say, you know, I've got my hard card and I love it, but there's a huge crack down the middle. Okay. <laughs> and you would say, well, that's part of the NBA floor. You understand the, oh, that's kind of cool, right? It makes it unique, right? Awesome. Yeah, it makes it unique. Or like marks on it, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, it, it, looks like it looks like someone scuffed this with their shoe. Well, yeah, that's because someone scuffed <laughs> it with their shoe. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so awesome. All right, let's talk about what you have in front of me here. Yeah. You brought over some, uh, some uh, is this the fall packs, right? Yes. All so right. Uh, we used to do uh, the fall and spring packs just for the expo. Mm -hmm. um, but we're trying to expand our footprint with regard to uh, the shows we attend and getting out there in front of a larger hockey audience. Um, so to support that, we, we just call them fall packs now. Uh, they're, the content inside is really cool. It used to just be Upper Deck Series 1, a parallel of it called Midnight. Midnight yeah. But it was just the base cards, right? So we, they're so protective of young guns back at our corporate office. They <laughs> would never let me do the young guns. So um, I wanted to switch it up. So we used Team Canada uh, Juniors this year. Okay. And because so many of those prospects have huge potential, right. to do a nice Midnight parallel of them, number to 50, uh, offers a, a lot more value to fans here. We're bringing back the Victory Black rookies, uh, which is great. Um, we've got the uh, secret insert in there, uh, the CHL Day with the Memorial Cup. The, oh, uh, the okay. NHL Day with the Cup cards have been really popular, but the CHL Day with the Memorial Cup cards are new, and it's got Mitch Marner and nice. uh, some of the other guys in there from the uh, London Knights championship team. And uh, then you got the party signing autographs, which are always a, a big draw. But Jeff was up in Montreal to debut this for the Leanti Expo. And what was the feedback up there? It was great. You know, I think a lot of us went into that show kind of figuring it would be using a baseball analogy, spring training, getting ready for opening day. Sure. 
and we were blown away by the response early on. Very similar to what we're doing here at Rapper Redemption. And Eric, we had plenty of times on both days where we had eight or ten deep people playing uh, the game. And I think when you crack these, you're going to be really, really happy with what you see. Now, do you, do you guys individually get to say what goes in here? Like you just said, Team Canada Junior. But is there like a team meeting? Like this is what we want to do, or? Well, I it's kind of my direction yeah. from okay. just being at the show and talking to dealers and talking to collectors about what they'd like. But uh, it's always fun to try to come up with what is that surprise type insert that we can include. So uh, the Day with the Cup cards have been so popular for so long. And now that we've got the CHL license, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to look at something fun to do with that. So uh, I think those cards will be pretty popular. I had somebody in an early age remind me, know what you don't know. When the guy to my left has 25 years, yeah. I'm not going to go and go, you know, Chris, I don't see it. <laughs> I go, let's see what you got. You know, awesome. it's great. No, And, you know, Eric, it, it's one of... Our favorite days working there mm-hmm. is when this pack comes out or Series 1 or any of the products, Splendor, and they're like, hey, meet down here in the Gretzky meeting room. We're going to get our first look at it. And we get the opportunity to do what you're going to do. Crack these packs. Have that card in your hand. Check it out. It's amazing. Stealing money. Don't you, tell our boss. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> Hopefully not. You mentioned Series 1. I saw Fanimation is back. What is up with this? Yes, there are. We, the, you know, that is the, the funnest part about Series 1 and, and why I think I, we did the, uh, ex, I did the excuse this year for people to get out of work to, to uh, go yes, and that was beautiful too. Um, because that really is the funnest part is when you discover all the Easter egg content that we have in the product. Uh, people go berserk. So, yeah, Fanimation is a stealth insert that came back. Uh, people are kind of experiencing that. I was getting hounded last night at Dave and Adams. They were having a rip party. Like, how many of these are out there? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know, we uh, we we definitely don't share that information right off the bat. You know, it's so much fun. Uh, what Grant Sandground, our director of product development, has done. Uh, former Beckett employee. Yeah. Uh, has done and it works really well is coming up with that stealth content and letting the collecting community kind of figure it out together rather right. than always getting direction from us about here's what it is you know being able to to experience it and figure out all right how many are on ebay how many did you pull from your break they do the hobby math on how many might be out there what the insert ratio might be and that's really where this hobby gets fun when you have that community when when people are having that discourse about something positive and fun mm-hmm. rather than uh, I should have gotten something better. You know, sure. having that having that stealth content creates a lot of fun dialogue out there. It so. sure does. It, I, I loved that when I was younger. Yeah. Now, now mm-hmm. I'm seeing it again. And that, I saw Connor McDavid yesterday, and it was beautiful. I was absolutely right. struck by yeah. it. it awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, I saw somebody pull a, uh, a game-use patch uh, from Series 1. It was a Johnny Grudeau. N- number to 15. His question was, what are the odds of pulling this? I'm like, well, it's number it's to 15. It's number to 15. <laughs> yeah. number to 15. There's only 15 in the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. I need the odds. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> so, yeah, last night, at, uh, I, I, before I came here, I went to a rip party at uh, David Adams. I promised him I would come because they got the first pick, Darlene. Yes. And I can, I've been to events there before, and it's, you know, there's a lot of people that will come through, but, you know. A lot of times they're there just to get something, you know, get a chance for a draw, what have you. Mm-hmm. Last night, people were buying box, box buyers were buying cases. Pack buyers right, were buying boxes, nice. you know, and uh, fathers and sons opening together. It was craziness. Awesome. Right. They sold out halfway through the rip party. They had to run to the warehouse, get more. They sold out of that. Wow. And then people were just, you know, opening up stuff from previous years. You know, it was crazy. They are so excited about 
the future of Buffalo. And, and we watched the, uh, the Buffalo-Montreal game uh, last night in a Buffalo bar. It was 5-5 uh, five, five into yeah. overtime. And wow. it was uh, – it's – they're an exciting, exciting team to watch. Young team, small market, but uh, some of the young talent and, and guys like Casey Middlestadt and Rasmus Dahlin are going to be uh, uh, a nice power with Jack Eichel. So yeah. it'll be a, a good, uh, good, talented team for years to come. All right. You want to get into some of these? Yeah. Things? So let's open up. This is uh, our, our fall expo pack. We'll both open a couple. All right. And uh, see how we do. And uh, maybe we could share some of these with uh, with the audience. Definitely going to get them posted as soon as we rip open to them. So I see Eric has a nice technique with his opening. Jeff isn't using his teeth anymore, so that's good. <laughs> got right. a Bobby Clark midnight. I got a autograph of Mr. Noah Juleson of the Montreal Canadiens. And I got a victory black Uh Rangers rookie. Oh, Mr. Norton did well. I did real well there. Um, yeah, Vic, is it Victor Meet? Is that his name? Meet Met? Mete. 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 Day with the Memorial Cup there. That's uh, pretty cool. sweet. Going to make sure we shoot that out. And then I get, I get the. I'm not going to tell well. you the odds on that. You're going to have to figure <laughs> it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like, Eric, is, uh, as Chris mentioned, uh, a midnight from the Canadian Juniors of Victory. But priority signing from Ryan Donato, but numbered right there, 37 out of 50. That kid, he's on, He's going to be great. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I just pulled his uh, Victory Black rookie card. And then uh, I got a Dylan Dubé uh, midnight. And we had uh, a lot of the kids out at uh, the, uh, I call them kids, but they're, you know, mm -hmm. teenage millionaires. I we had some of the teenage millionaires out at the uh, NHLPA rookie showcase. And Dylan Dubé was my, my favorite by far. Just a great, great kid for the... Uh, the uh, Calgary Flames. So. Awesome. Uh, these these are both great. I'm going to put these here. But then this this Casey Middlestat. Oh, right. is That's, that is pure fire out here. That is absolutely. We were just talking about him. Just yeah. talking about him. So yeah, I got a that's couple one of those first autographs. Exactly. So. Uh, number to fifty at that. So yeah, that's amazing. How'd you do on your second pack? Well, uh, again, I'm biased because I get to see these. And I'm excited. Uh, the Canadian Juniors. But I like this, Chris, as you mentioned, the CHL Day with the Memorial Oh, you got Cup. one, too? Yeah, Christian DeVore. Everyone's going to say that nice. uh, I loaded these. Did you load these before? I did not load yeah. these. I picked these them randomly. Great. Awesome. This, is some, this so. is some great content, man. And what I like about it is it's different because I'm used to the, the fall packs that yeah. are the, the Series 1, and it's yeah. nice. That's nice. This is, I haven't seen this. This is different. I a like little it. variety. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely gives, uh, gives fans uh, a variety of things to collect. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what makes a show like this so fun is trying to encourage people to put together, you know, that CHL set or yes, uh, the, yes. uh, the Young Gun set, um, the Victory Black rookies. It's all, it's all good. Now, so, Eric, this is one thing I've learned in podcasting yep. is that if you have somebody who's a decision maker close to you, mm -hmm. you can ask him a question on the spot and then see what his answer would be. So we like people to come and follow us at Upper Deck Assist so they know where they can go. Chris, if somebody goes to Upper Deck Assist and writes a message mm -hmm. and says, I heard you on the Beckett podcast, the first, you fill in the blank, how many people can we sneak a few packs back for people that weren't able to make it to Toronto? I would say at least five. Done. First five. Done. That's awesome. Thanks at for Upper Deck Assist. Thanks at Upper Deck Assist, say Jeff, Chris, I you heard you on the uh, podcast. You want to hashtag uh, Fat Packs? Yeah, hashtag yeah. Fat Packs. Please. And then, well, first five, we do that. 
first five when uh, I get back to uh, when I get back to the office next Wednesday. You better make sure you put some of those packs aside because <laughs> I think they're going to go quick out here. Yeah, otherwise you'll get a uh, you'll get a UD Series One from uh, 1999 2000. But oh. we met well. <laughs> but no, we'll uh, for the first five. Awesome. That, that say that and really mention they heard it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm my the people who support the show. Now, uh, we did this. I want to ask you about Singles Day. Tell me what Singles Day is. Singles Day is nuts. So that is this weekend, too. It's a crazy week Love for it. Upper Deck. <laughs> so we've got Upper Deck Series 1 launched yesterday. That's doing fantastic, uh, especially in Vancouver. I talked to uh, one of the dealers out here, uh, Kenny from Pastime. Mm-hmm. They sold over 30 cases and sold out of Upper Deck Series 1 because of Elias Pedersen out there. Wow. So Vancouver is going psycho for this kid, and deservedly so. He's pretty darn good. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting. That's exciting. The promos out here are great. But Singles Day, we wanted to uh, – Singles Day is a huge uh, shopping day in China uh, by a company called Alibaba, and it's a huge social media day as well. But it's starting to get over here as – as Black Friday sales and things like that get earlier and earlier every year, right? Sure. Yeah. So our president saw Singles Day. When we heard about Singles Day, all we thought about, well, this is us. <laughs> this is our hobby. Yeah. We're, we're singles. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, I'm sure like a couple dating sites were probably thinking <laughs> the same thing too, right? But uh, we were like, well, let's put our plant, our uh, flagpole in the ground for this. Let's make it our own. So we uh, came up with a really quite compelling program for this year. So as I tried to explain it to the dealers we were talking to, is it's kind of like National Hockey Card Day on mm-hmm. steroids. You know, you yeah. get, you have the the packs that you get as a free gift with purchase, but you also have uh, a ton of other content. So, three real prongs to this program. One is the Upper Deck uh, Singles Day winner sets. Uh, you get a free pack of cards if you just go into stores starting tomorrow uh, on Saturday, November tenth. And uh, you can get a uh, free pack of the Singles Day uh, cards if you just spend $10 on new Upper Deck products. Now, in those in those packs, it's a 15-card set, and it's pretty much all of Upper Deck's uh, spokespeople and then some top NHL stars. Uh, so you can get a Tiger Woods. You can get a LeBron James. You can get a Michael Jordan. Uh, but you can also get the Connor McDavid's, Wayne Gretzky's, Patrick Waz, uh, Patrick Kane's. Mm-hmm. Um, so great content there. Uh, but on the back of every one of these cards are bounty codes. Okay. Um, so it cost us a little more money to do that. But what we've found is this Upper Deck Bounty Program is a really cool program to try to get people to do something that we've all wanted them to do more of, complete sets. You know. So if you can put this 15-card set together, the first 99 people to do it and register their codes on the, at uh, UpperDeckBounty.com, are going to win a uh, special achievement set. It's the complete 15-card set. It's an Upper Deck Winter Green Parallel, and they're numbered to 99 copies. So okay. uh, that'll be fun to watch. There's a countdown ticker on the Upper Deck Bounty website that'll show you how many are left. And when they're gone, that the, progr- the party's not over yet. You've got until Friday, the following Friday, to get your set in at midnight. And if you do that, we have some autograph cards that will be randomly distributed. Nice. And they're not schlubs. You got autographs of Connor McDavid, Wayne Gretzky, Ben Simmons, and Shohei Otani. Wow. So uh, that is going to be very, very popular. So uh, the bounty program is the first part. We want people to check out that program, see what it's like, see what it's like to complete a set, and uh, put a really nice set together for them. The second piece is, again, trying to get folks to complete sets. Right. So. Every time I go into a shop, I see, uh, and especially at a show like this, you see dealers selling sets, 
in plain old white boxes. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's got maybe a little writing on the side, you know, 2005, <laughs> 2006, sure. Upper Deck. Kind of uh, boring. So we wanted to come up with these beautiful four-color set boxes. So we did that for Goodwin Champions, uh, Upper Deck Series 1 and 2. It'll fit Upper Deck Series 1 and 2. And it'll also fit our Opeachy set. So we have those on display over at our booth, and uh, if you just Google Upper Deck Singles Day, you'll see them. Uh, but if you put together one of those sets and bring it into your shop, you'll be entered into a draw to get one of those beautiful set uh, boxes. And we gave the dealers in their kits extra uh, singles for those cards, mm -hmm. hence Singles Day, uh, to allow help them uh, help other collectors put together those sets. Uh, and then the last piece of this program is on Sunday is Remembrance Day up here and Veterans Day in the States. We really try to do a lot with the military, and, and you probably see just in your dealings yeah. on social media, there's a ton of military that collect trading cards. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's so nice. I love donating cards to guys serving overseas because, you know, if you trading cards at the end of the day are basically a distraction. You know, mm -hmm. it takes you away from uh, the perils of your job or what's going on in your relationship. And those guys have, if anyone needs a distraction, it's those guys serving, our, serving our countries overseas. So, um, for tomorrow, for uh, Remembrance Day and Veterans Day, if you are in uh, Canada, you can go to a participating retailer and get a free museum collection uh, card of Len Kropi Kropioski, nice. who was a, uh, uh, a veteran from uh, the uh, Ontario area, but he was a huge Winnipeg Jets fan, uh. and he... Uh, became famous just for some of the work that he did with them and uh, by uh, doing a, a rousing rendition with the uh, the national anthem where he would salute it and people just love this guy so when he passed away I wanted to try to do something with him and we've been working on it for a couple years so that's been getting a ton of press up here people are really excited about his card I've had three people ask me about that since I came in can you get me the crappie card I'm like you can get them for free from any of the dealers yeah. here you don't need me <laughs> And then uh, in the States, it's a guy named Ronald E. Russer, who is a Medal of Honor winner. This guy was crazy. He, uh, his, he had, uh, I think, like 12 brothers and sisters, but uh, Korean War, his brother died. He enlisted as a way to get revenge. <laughs> went and just went, uh, went nuts out there where okay. they're attacking a hill, and uh, he just keeps attacking by himself and coming back for more ammunition and bringing people that were, were shot back. Sure. Um, there's going to be a movie about this guy someday. He, he's, he's insane. Um, in, in, insane in a good way. Right. Um, and then his brother died in Vietnam. He wanted to re-enlist for <laughs> Vietnam. So it was, uh, he's an amazing, amazing dude. So uh, veterans in the U.S. can get his card on Veterans Day and, until dealers are out of those. So uh, Singles Day has a oh, lot yeah. going on, a lot of components to it. But uh, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be really cool. Awesome. You know, one other thing, too, Eric, that, that I love about it, Chris, as a parent, I have 11-year-old twin boys. Okay. And what that does is it gets them out of the house. You go back in the store, and yeah. it's old school to when we were kids. And maybe Chris has a Ben Simmons, and I got two of the Gretzkys. Maybe we can do a Gretzky-Simmons trade. Sure. And <clears throat> for the brick and mortars, right? It, it, old school. Get guys back walking through the door. Coming in, talking, and then hopefully coming back. Putting together sets. Right. 15 Putting cards. Sets. It's not yeah. that hard. 15 Th cards and no no short prints, right? Yep. No short prints. Awesome. Awesome, man. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah. Thank it's you. Great. Really it's going to be a fun it. weekend for sure. And uh, if, if uh, I will say this. If you've never been to this show. Yeah. You know, on a hobby bucket list, it's you got to go to the national. Mm -hmm. You've got to get to a fall expo. The spring expo is fun. Yeah. But, but the fall expo in particular, it's it's like a beehive of activity. When Upper Deck Series 1 comes out, people are going nuts for it. So Absolutely. definitely 
put it on your uh, collecting bucket list and try to make it out for the show. So, uh, as a veteran, thank you for the veteran program. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Jeff, it was so nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you as well. You are welcome back anytime you want to come. I appreciate it. Right. Yeah, remember, first five. Can I come back? You can. Okay, good. <laughs> just want to make sure it's an open invitation. First five at Upper Deck Assist, hashtag Fat Packs. Mention that you heard Chris and I, and we'll get you one of the packs that you can only get here at this show. We'll take care of it next week when we get back to California. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, you guys hang tight, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Mike James, creator of Welcome to the Show Trading Cards. You're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys. We're back. Next here on the Fat Packs is uh, my new friend Dan from Clutes and Chara. Uh, if you know anything about collecting in Canada, you got to know who Clutes and Chara is. But <laughs> we've never had you on the show before, and I'm really excited to have you sitting down in front of me because you guys are like, you're one of the biggest players out here, up here in the Great White North. So uh, first, let's start with the name. Clutes and Chara. What does it mean? Where did it come from? I mean, <laughs> how did that come about? We get that question a lot, actually, okay. from a lot of customers and everything. So, uh, uh, Jeff, my business partner, and I uh, were uh, best friends. We've been friends for uh, almost our entire lives. Okay. And we collected early on. And I used to collect Dan Cluche, and he used to collect Sedano Chara. Okay. So, uh, that's basically where the name came from, is after our collection of uh, Cluche and Chara. Yeah. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, you guys... You look pretty young i don't want to age you but you look <laughs> mid-30s and i mean yeah know. i'm uh, i'm 33 33 yeah. okay yeah, he's a year older 34 yeah. right, and you yeah. guys are running one of the biggest operations in canada man yeah, yeah. how or right, where did it start and how did you grow to where you're at yeah so jeff and i uh we used to just uh, collect our own stuff and uh, we used to buy cases and then uh bust them videotape it and then uh, sell them online make a little money sure get the funds back in buy another case and just keep going and going and going mm -hmm. and then uh someone told us about goop breaks and so we kind of did a little research because some people were doing it in the U.S. Uh, for baseball, basketball, football. Sure. So we checked it out. I was like, oh, this is really cool. You know what? Why don't we, why don't we try that with hockey? Right. So we did it in Jeff's basement, uh, his parents' <laughs> basement, and that's where we did it. And uh, we did our first group break, and it took a month to fill. A month, a month to, to fill? To fill. Okay, yeah. Wow. What it was, was it? Uh, you know, uh... Obviously, I want to say like OPG Premier or, some, or okay. Ultimate or something like that. It was, it was a high-end proc. And, uh, okay. It was, it was pretty crazy. It took a month, but uh, we finally got it filled, and then it just uh, it just went from there. And then uh, we we started our forums up, uh, and uh, we started to get a lot of people joining our forums. And okay. Forums were really popular back then. A sure. lot of other forums were out there too, and right. and we got a lot of people joining our forums, and that when it really started to boom up. We, the group breaks started to go crazy, and then the forums and stuff like that. So we actually just uh, did uh, group break nine thousand. And we're expecting group break 10,000 next year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So is it all hockey? Is that just what your focus is on? We, our main focus is hockey. Uh, we do a, we dabble a bit in baseball, uh, Marvel, stuff like that. We don't do too much. Uh, to be honest, ho hockey in Canada is the dominant sport yeah, exactly. by far. Like by, by far. So we, we try and focus more on that. And that's where our best knowledge is, too, in okay. hockey. So we try and keep it at that. But we love to do other sports. We carry all other sports boxes mm -hmm. uh but just don't do the group breaks as much okay that yeah. makes sense i mean i guess like you said hockey is king up here so oh, yeah. it, it does i can see where you know somebody might not be interested in a football break or you know or a marvel break or you yeah. know it, it's yeah. if they're not pulling you know young guns and and you know spa future watches they don't really care right exactly and a lot of people like our knowledge for hockey uh they like uh, either how we pronounce names mm -hmm. or or we know a lot about that product that came out like maybe series one they have a lot of questions about series one sure and we have that knowledge on that series one now when baseball comes out 
I won't have as, as much knowledge on that product, but also I'll have a, to a certain degree. Sure. So people really love the knowledge that you have on that product, and it really gives the insight to the uh, to the hobby. So that that's important uh, that you do know what you're talking about because yeah. uh, when you I'm from Texas, and we butcher hockey names all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes do. I do too. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> but being knowledgeable about your product, uh, what you're breaking is is very important. You can, I see you. Know, you know this uh, being a, being a group breaker. There's there's breakers are a dime a dozen. Oh yeah. You know there, there's so, there's so many of them. So coming to a guy who coming to a, a, a group breaker who knows what they're talking about mm. is really helpful. So you telling me you have a lot of knowledge. Are you like studying the product before it comes out or yeah? What, how how are you gaining that knowledge? Yeah, we talk to uh, our deck quite a bit uh, about okay. products that are coming out. We go to the uh, conferences and yeah. talk to them about the products that are coming out and give them some ideas and they tell us what's coming out. What's What's happening in that product? We get we give them questions, and you know as much as they can answer uh, those questions too. Absolutely. And and we study a little bit, like we look online, and and it's also more so opening the boxes too. So we whenever we break these boxes, we post all the videos to YouTube. Okay. So we have I think it was about forty or forty five thousand videos on YouTube right now. Wow. And that's all busting the boxes pretty much. Okay. And so when you look at videos of uh, spot uh, busting these boxes, you can get a, a sense of of what's coming out of that product. What's what's the potential of, of mm-hmm. when you open a case? What can you get? Sure. And then just seeing that much um, busting, you can get more knowledge on that. And it's just, and I think it's the, the amount of years that we've been in the business too. Is sure. We kind of know what to expect. Absolutely. And when new products come out, we try and get as much information as possible from Upper Deck and uh, maybe from other customers that have opened it like oh okay you got that oh that's crazy sure then we kind of look into that more now you guys obviously there's not a lot of america breakers that can break hockey because of uh, the rules and everything like that yeah. with upper deck so you know if you want to do that you got you got to come to to canada to do it the rookie classes like this this young one class that's, that's out just this just this week how much do you know about them because you 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 follow junior hockey versus uh, what you what you know because the product. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, obviously it's going to have to help, right? Yeah, definitely. Like Upper Deck really follows uh, junior hockey a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they know the upcoming rookies in the next couple of years sure. and who to watch out for and stuff right. like that. So that's very, very important, especially for a new rookie crop right off the bat. Sure. Who to uh, who to watch. And obviously, like we had Besser like, just kill it last year, which is awesome. That was great. And we got the new guys this year. Certain guys are doing really, really well, right. which is awesome. That really, really helps the hobby, especially when you have that. Um, obviously, 15, 16, 16, 17, we just had crazy rookie crops. So, like, that's that's not normal to have those type of rookie right. crops exactly. at all. Yeah. So, normally you have one or two, maybe a couple guys uh, that really come out and, and out of everyone and, and really go crazy and do really well. So let me ask you about a guy then that is going to, he's not a rookie yet, but he's going to be coming up uh, in a draft class pretty soon, I believe. Uh, Alex Laferne? Yeah, that, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's yeah, going to be yeah. pretty good. So Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk about him. Yeah, yeah so yeah. when when he finally hits a young gun card, it, I get, now you're watching him, he's 16, 17 years old. Yeah. By the time he turns 18, 19 and gets drafted, yeah. the knowledge that you're going to have is going to be far more superior than uh, a guy down in the States trying to break it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We actually already talked about, uh, to customers about uh, about him. Actually, we were talking to uh, some people last night uh, about him okay. and just watching out for him and like how good he's playing Sure. and how excited we are to see him in the next product, like Series 1. He'll yeah. be in Series 1 one year when he gets drafted. Exactly. And that will be his young guns, and, and it will be great to see that. 
Now, uh, aside from group breaking, you, you, you sell all, do you have a, like a, a brick and mortar store? Yes, or, we do. Okay. Yeah, we have a brick and mortar store down in Kitchener, Ontario. Okay. Uh, just about an hour away from Toronto. And we actually all have an online store too, where we sell all the boxes that we sell in store. Mm -hmm. And also we, have, we have boxes on there that we don't have in stock too. So we keep it as online okay. only. All right. So if you buy the box from us, for example, football, baseball, basketball, Marvel, TV shows, anything you want sure. on there. I order it from my distributor. Once you order it, I'll have it in a couple of days, and I ship it out to you. There you go. So that way we try and uh, uh, get everyone who's interested in something on our site and ha have something that they can buy. Sure, yeah. sure. Now, I ask this because uh, my listening audience is mostly American. So yeah. what, how are shipping rates from, from Canada to America? Are you guys uh, uh, competitive? Or? Uh, we're pretty competitive, but um, a lot of people... When I when they see our shipping costs sometimes, and that's this is with anyone really. Right. It's not cheap to ship to the U.S. Obviously, yeah. Vice versa, U.S. to Canada. Yeah. I know it's not cheap. I know you guys got a big raise on uh, on fees uh, a couple years ago. Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah. So, like for example, if I want to ship something tracked to say California from Toronto, uh -huh. minimum, even if it's a pound, minimum is going to cost me twenty twenty five dollars. Wow. At least. Wow. Yeah, and okay. that's just a pound. Yeah, just one pound. Yeah, and that's a little bubble envelope too. Right. So it's not cheap. It's not cheap at all to ship to the U.S. from Canada, but we try and be as competitive as possible in the industry. Sure. And we always try and work with Canada Post on, on better rates. We do quite a bit of shipping with them, especially with the group breaks, especially with our online store. Yeah. So we try and get those uh, better rates with them and try and uh, help our customers out even over the borders. Now, we can't sell to them. The new Upper Deck product, right. until it's been out for a year. For a year, yeah. That's that's the rules. But anything else, like singles or baseball, basketball, and all that other stuff with panini tops, anything like that, we can ship to to the States. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I want to talk about collecting for a minute. Yeah. You, you said you started this, uh, the, the name, because of uh, Chara. Yeah. So are you still a Chara collector? Or? I was a Kluchek collector, oh, but sorry, Kluchek. Uh, yeah, no worries. Uh, I don't collect him anymore. Okay. Uh, and Jeff doesn't collect Chara anymore. Okay. Um, we kind of stopped that, but uh, I have relatives who used to play in the NHL, uh, Bill Cook and Bunk Cook. Okay. Uh, they're back from <laughs> the 20s. Run. All right. Yeah, nice. back in the 20s, and uh, they're related to me, so I actually collect their stuff. Okay. So I have a bunch of cut autos from them, and uh, I have a bunch of cards from the 20s of them, too. And uh, I collect a bit of Mitch Marner also. I'm okay. a big Leaf fan. Okay. Uh, so is Jeff. He's a big Leaf fan, so he collects Matthews. Yeah. Uh, and then we like to do sets throughout the year, like Series 1, SBA. Uh, Jeff does premiere patches and, and cop and stuff like that. So sure. we definitely have our sets that we like to collect and uh, our certain players. Yeah. In the Canadian market, is there something comparable to, I mean, I guess the answer is Wayne Gretzky, but is there something comparable to, say, the 52 Mantle or, you know, is it is it the, the Bobby Orr rookie? Is it Wayne Gretzky's rookie? When it comes to, like, value, because, yeah. you know, that, that Mickey Mantle is, I don't think anything's going to get any, anywhere close no, to no, that, yeah. right? But yeah. Here is is it Gretzky? Is it or yeah, is Gretzky it or Howe is the, yeah. are the main guys. McDavid is obviously up there too, uh, but uh, Gretzky is definitely the king. Sure. Um, obviously, the baseball values are much can be much much higher. Yeah. Uh, especially with those old, older guys like Mantle. Sure. Uh, but yeah, Gretzky is definitely up there. I know his uh, rookie graded ten went for uh, four hundred fifty one thousand dollars. Yeah, U.S. So yeah. like six hundred thousand yeah. Canadian. It's yeah. Crazy. So yeah, it, it definitely went up there. Nothing. Yeah, nothing compared to the baseball right, exactly. product, but yeah, is Gretzky would definitely be up there. Yeah. yeah. Another question I have for you is, you know, we all know that hockey is king up here. We've already been over that. Is baseball a close second, or is it like is it hockey then baseball down way down here? 
Uh, all depends on how the Jays do. Okay, all right. <laughs> so that is literally how it is almost, uh, especially in our store. If the Jays do well, we, we move baseball pretty fast. Okay. Uh, if they don't do well, kind of like this previous year, uh, they don't move as fast. But it also depends on the rookies, too. Otani was a big thing uh, this uh, sure. this past season, and that yeah, definitely helped a lot of the baseball boxes move. Sure. Um, I wouldn't say it's close to hockey, for us at least. Uh, I would say it's a little bit lower, but it is second place uh, okay. sport to awesome. hockey. Well, now, with, you said the Jays and how well they do. Um, they have a trio of prospects coming up yes. that are going to be absolutely amazing. And oh, yeah. you know, uh, Vlad Guerrero is right there at the top of that list. Um, is there excitement for for that, that trio of, pr- of prospects, or is it kind of just kind of wait and see? Um, I think it's a bit of a mixture of both. Okay. I think there's a lot of excitement, especially what he's doing, where he is right now. He's he's really doing really well. Yeah. Um, and I think there will be that big excitement in, right in the beginning, but also I think some people will wait to see how he does too, sure. how he does in the major leagues. Right. And then kind of go from there. But I, I think there will be a lot of excitement and, and a lot of uh, value for his cards right off the bat. And then they can definitely increase – Depending on how he plays. Awesome, yeah, yeah. awesome. So uh, I'm going to get you out of here. I told you 12 to 15 minutes, and uh, <laughs> that's what it's been. But before we get you out of here, please tell my listeners where they can find you online and any social media presence you have that you would like for them to pick up on. Yeah, we're uh, all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, you can uh, literally just type our name into Google, Klutzenchera. Uh You can go to our site, Klutzenchera.com. You can see all of our social media on there. We do collectors of the month. We do monthly newsletters. We have an online store. We do group breaks. We have a whole whack of stuff, uh, checklists on our site, and uh, you can uh, email us anytime. We always get uh, back to you within 48 hours. Awesome. Uh, go check them out. Uh, Dan, I'm going to come over and check out your booth. Is that awesome. cool? All right, guys, That's hang great. tight. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Tony from the East Row Vault, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, joining us next here on the podcast is a sports artist. I know that you know that we love sports artists. This guy's name is Eric Sivigny. He is an amazing, talented artist that I have just been able to see some of the works that he has on display here at the Sports Card Expo, and he's been sharing with me his Instagram page as well. And you know that I'm a sucker for sports arts, guys, so uh, buckle up. Here we go. Eric, how are you doing, sir? Good, thanks. Thanks for a nice compliment. Oh, man, the work that you were showing me is just amazing. So, uh, Let's just start with the basics here. How long have you been in art? How long have you been painting, drawing? How long have you been doing that? Oh, God, it's like 30 years already. 30 I started drawing at 14 years old. Okay. My One of my uncle one day just bring me a big box of comics books at home, and I just fall in love with the books and the sure. comics. So I start drawing superheroes, mm-hmm. and I love that stuff, and I just keep drawing and drawing. And since then, like... Uh, at 18 years old, I uh, start like uh, doing a lot of uh, 16, 17. I start doing a lot of like uh, commission work, like okay. you know murals, uh, goalie mask with airbrush, car- car- comics and yeah. stuff like that. And that's opened me the door to uh, animation. So mm-hmm. I work uh, five years in uh, Cinar Animation, working on Caillou, oh, yeah. children books Caillou. Okay. So yeah, I work like after that for 20 years doing Caillou. Like I did like over 150 children books of Caillou. Wow. 90% of the stuff you see on the market, uh-huh. it's uh, from my drawings. Wow. So yeah, I didn't create the, the, the character, but I work a lot on, on this character. How do you like, do you know just First of all, it's amazing. I don't, I don't want to insult you when I say this, but like, do you know how much parents 
dislike that child I now. Know, I know. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> so like that's that's funny that you're sitting down in front of me because I was telling you off air how much my son loved that loved Caillou when he was a car- uh, when he was a kid when when he was smaller and now we're just trying to hide Caillou from my two year old. We don't want him to see him at all. I know. You want a funny story? It's just like I work. A year, I think, or a year and a half on KU before I see a show. Okay. So, like, I've been asked to do, like, a, a style guide for KU, so, like, a big Bible with many drawings, so I have no choice to watch KU. Sure. First show, KU's crying all the time. Yeah. Second show, he's fighting with his sister. Third show, it was, like, fording with his friends. I was like, oh, my God, who's that child? You know, like, <laughs> who wanted to listen to that child? Oh, man. It's, it's so, he's a whiny character, you know? He's a really whiny character. But kids love the show. You know, the color, like, yeah. the way he live, and it's, it's, it's an amazing show. Caillou is playing all around the world. It's everywhere. Absolutely. It is absolutely everywhere. It's just that we hate him. <laughs> that's I know, all. I know. That's all. I'm just kidding. So, uh, Let's talk about your sports work, man, because uh, you were telling me that you, you're a hockey player, you're a goalie. You're, you're kind of drawn to, to doing the goalies and, and with sports art. So um, you, you, have, you showed me this Marco andre Fleury uh, painting that you did. Tell me about how that happened and where it's led you now. You know, like, I, like two years ago, I stopped doing Caillou because I want to paint full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess for many years I, I did want. I, I started painting like 12 years ago, but professionally. But Caillou was taking too much of my time. But I was telling everybody, I want to paint. I want to paint. I want to paint. Sure. So one day, I, like, I, I've been at a point that I have no choice. Like, you know, I, I get many commission painting, mm-hmm. many offer, many opportunities, but no time. So I, I make the choice and I decide to stop Caillou to paint full time. Okay. So like, I was doing a lot of animals. And I was doing like many commission paintings, different one. Mm-hmm. And I did want to do a lot of sports, but I always waited because I got commissioned to do first, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, to like last December, one of my friends asked me for like a hockey painting, and I I did it. I had a lot of fun doing it. Sure. And after that, it's just like people seeing it with the social media. So like people asking for more hockey paintings, more sport draw right. paintings. And it just go better and better at like get more and more attention and people asking for more. And I did one flurry just like uh, before the playoff. And a friend of mine is from Sorel, where Fleury is born. Sure. And he, he organized the, the golf tournament for Marc-Henri Fleury. So he said, oh, you have to do one for him, you know. Mm-hmm. And he asked Marc-André and he said, yeah, sure, I want one of his paintings. So that's how it goes. I did the painting and I, I was there at his golf tournament and Marc-André just like loved the painting. He signed it. Nice. And it was at the auction for his uh, golf tournament. Awesome. Did you guys... You don't have to tell me a number, but did you guys raise a lot of money with that? Yeah, it was good. That was awesome. That's so awesome. So now, now you're just you're painting full time. You're a full time sports artist. Uh, you, you you flipped through your portfolio for me. I saw a lot of hockey players. Are you doing anything other than hockey players? Yeah, sure. I did like some uh, Brady's painting. Okay. So I did like an eagle one. Yeah, I like I like football. I so I did like few football. I did a F one paintings. Okay. I do a Russell Martin for a for the uh, as a baseball. Right. Uh, yeah, I have like many ideas. I when I was living in Prague, I had, I have good contact in hockey, but also in uh, soccer, football. Yeah. So yeah, I have like some like a uh, football, like European football painting I want to do also. So it's just question of time, you know. Like, yeah. Right. I have to do my commission painting before right. I can like go uh, with all the ideas I have. 
But the, with the 20 years I was doing KU, I always have painting in mind. So I have like a lot of like notes books and sketchbooks like with ideas. So I just have to have the time to do all the ideas I want. Sure. That's so when you when you when you look at a subject, what are you trying to bring? Like I don't know, say Marc Andre Fleury. When you when you looked at him, what were you trying to bring out of him on on canvas? Because you, you the the image that you showed me, it's it's from the back, and he looks like he's stopping a, a stopping a puck a or kick something. Save. Like, yeah, kick save. All right. So when you what were you? What was your inspiration there? What were you looking at to draw that out and put it on canvas? Every time I'm a, I'm a goalie myself, okay. so I already I can put myself in a Absolutely. position or okay. a situation. But every time I paint a new goalie, I always try to find the um, like the etiquette. Like that when you see that goalie, you can see his style kind. Yeah. And like I was, I will watch like some YouTube. I will remember from my mind. I will sure. watch some game. And like by example, I, yeah, yeah, Fleury was like the kick save. I can see in videos and stuff like that. Yeah. He's doing a lot of kick save. Uh, I just did one for a uh, brother, and a brother is a two pad slide guy. You yeah, know? right. So I did one of them. The Belfort I just did, I go with his position, you know, his stance. You yeah. Know, he's very typical for his stance. Uh, I did one, a Grand Fear one. It's like a glow save, like with the, the pads over the eyes. And I, I really try to get like the uh the typical of each goalie sure know? sure so like when you look at him you know already you can feel like if you're watching a movie or something you right know? that's a, you, you did an amazing job with every one of your paintings that you showed me so far now, tomorrow you're unveiling the the belfort right the brother the Bordeaux, i'm sorry yeah. the Bordeaux. um can you give us a, like a little sneak peek, like what it might what it might look like? Is it are we going classic uh, New Jersey Devils here, or no, I, I go with the Devils? Okay, and yeah, I go with the two pad, the okay. two pad slide. Awesome, yeah, no, awesome. It's, it's really nice. I, 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 seriously, Fleury was like pretty. I love all of them. Fleury yeah. was one of the best, but like uh, the brother tomorrow, it's really something. I can't wait to show to uh, Marty. That's going to be awesome. I, I'm going to be standing over there when you do it because yeah, I want to see how it looks. So um, do you have a, sa a favorite subject you like to paint? I mean, maybe outside of sports I mean, or, or in sports? Do you, is there someone that you're drawn to that you're like, you just want to I, get? I really love animals. Okay. But the thing is, like with animals, right now a lot of artists doing animals. Sure. So, like, it's kind of uh, slow on the cells. Yeah. But the... the I'm saying like the sport is for now. It's just like yeah, it's bringing me my two passion, like mm -hmm. the hockey and the drawings, painting. Sure. And the thing about sports, I can bring animals in sport. Of course. Because you know, like a lot of uh, right. player, they have like nickname with, like you know, like Be Belfort with yeah. the, the eagle. Yeah, the eagle. Yeah. And uh, like you have a lot of sports team having like animals as a logo. So yeah. I know I can bring the the, the animals with the. Uh, right. And I want to do like always, also some classic movie paintings. You know, okay. Rocky, Slapshot, sure. Young Blood, right? Uh, you know, like Mystery Alaska, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe not. But the other one with the uh, with the uh, the United States when oh, they win the uh, uh, miracle, miracle. Yeah, you know? they have like so so much ideas. Like I said, it's just sure. And Rocky with the eye of the tiger, like, like I said, right. I can use the tiger on, right. my, on my paintings. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're not finished to see uh, my work. 
I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So um, we're going to wrap this up. But before we do, please let my listeners know your social media so they can follow you. Maybe uh, my listeners up here in the Canada area can get uh, maybe a commission from you. So please let them know your social media. Sure. Uh, my website is ericsivigny.com. Okay. And my Instagram is sivigny under case art. Okay. And but via my website, you can find all my social media. Okay, so ericsivigny.com. Yep. All right, go check them, check them out there, guys. Thanks for hanging out. We'll be right back with another interview live from the Sports Card and Memorabilia Expo. Thanks, Rick. This is Daryl McKay with Oyo Sports, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. And joining me now for the final segment of the day, uh, day one of the Sports Card Expo Fall Show 2018, is my good friend Johnny Acker. What's up, Johnny? Hey, man, how you doing? I called you Johnny Acker. Is that okay? Yeah, that's I, fine. I, I know, I know uh, that you're you, – I know that's not your real name, but that's what you go by on Instagram. That's true. So that's what we're going to go with, man. So uh, right. how, do I, how do I put this? I, and being completely honest with you, I love you, man. I think you're, you're – you're, one of the best conversations I have every six months. Well, thank you. Thank and, you. I feel the same way. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we, we met the very first time I came up here. You were the first winner of the first giveaway I ever did up here. Yes, that's also true. And it was a Wendell Clark. I, mean, I Basically, I gave you, gave you your choice. Yes, you did. And you, you chose yeah. the Wendell Clark autograph. It was, a, it was from the cup. Yep. And it was a, a like signature sticks or something it like that. It was signature sticks yeah. out of thirty five. Out yep. of thirty five, you still have it? Uh, of course, I have that card. Absolutely, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. And ever since then, we've been like every six months. I I get to see my friend. I get to have this great conversation. And uh, I just want to first off top let you know, man. I I really do. I love you. I think you're a great guy, and I really appreciate seeing you every six months. But you have such a passion for collecting, the things that you love to collect that uh, I just wanted to share that with other people if that was cool with you. Absolutely. I totally couldn't be happier about it. Even what it reminds me of is when I did get that Wendell Clark card from you, that uh, I ended up looking for the uh, Steve Bernier auto booklet that you were also giving away at the time uh-huh. because I'm like, I thought it was a cool card. Sure. It was really neat. It was a Toronto Maple Leaf at the time. Mm-hmm. It was really neat. And so I ended up hunting that down eventually and finding one of those somewhere else as well. Awesome. Yeah. So, so you're, you're a Leafs collector then? I do. I do. I collect a lot of Leaf cards. Okay. And do you have do you have a guy that you focus on, or is there just kind of like what you like? It's kind of like what I like, or like what's really good. Like if it looks really nice, if it's mm-hmm. got a nice signature on it, if it's uh, if it's got like a, a nice patch on it, mm-hmm. if, if it's a dual auto or something like that, I'll focus on something like that. It makes a lot of sense. But w- what I'm getting at here is like we have these conversations, and they're very real between you and I. But it's you tell me all the time, and just collect what you like. Just collect what you like. People get so caught up in the moment of collecting what's big and what's hot and what they can flip right. you're taking collecting from a different approach completely than what most people are doing out there so you're you're just picking up stuff you like and you're 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 putting it in your collection and it's sitting there it is for your for your pleasure or for, for my own enjoyment for your own enjoyment so is that the case here in Canada? Because I know that collecting here is a little bit different in Canada where people actually go after sets and base cards mean something. Do you think that's the general, the general feel or do you think there's still, uh, uh, you know, the biggest, biggest fish wins the, wins the pool type thing? I feel like it's independent of the individual that's collecting or what their interests are. Okay. So like what, what I find interesting, someone else won't, but that's what I really like about it. I love coming to the show mm-hmm. because you get to see a bunch of different stuff you would never see or you would never collect on your own if you didn't come to the show. Sure. And this is so, not, this is 90% hockey. 
it's at least it's probably ninety five percent. Yeah, maybe so more. So it's this is this show's not going to be for everybody. But you've been coming to the show for sixteen years. So how has this show evolved? Like what from what it was to what it is now? I've only known it as it is now for the last four years that I've been coming here. So what what have you seen come and go? I would say that the show more now has just kind of adapted to the time. So everything's advancing. Just like anything else, it's not the same as when I was young and sure. breaking packs at like the regular regular card store down the street. Sure. Now there's just so much more variety and so much more to choose from that it's evolved even in the, the cards themselves. Like right. buybacks and the holograms they put into and the mm -hmm. acetate. Anything done on it, it's very, it's very different. It's very technically savvy. They're always, Upper Deck's always on the cutting edge of everything they do. Sure. Now, you, you mentioned Upper Deck. they got a couple of different brands that I know that you chase after. You know, the Cup, Ultimate, whatever, whatever it is. What do, what, do you, what do you think their best brand is? It, I mean, the default would say the Cup because it's the, the most expensive high-end one. But collectors vary. It, is that your favorite brand? Is it the Cup or is it? Personally, you, personally I like Ultimate. Okay. Ultimate would be my favorite brand, but that's not to say the Cup isn't good. It's still amazing. You <laughs> exactly. still want to see everybody break it. You want to know what's in that box that they mm -hmm. have there, but it's all about what you want. Sure. Like, it's all about what you enjoy. So right. to me, I'm like, you want to chase, there's always going to be those certain cards you're going to want to chase after that you're interested in mm -hmm. more than something else. So you're trying to fill it. I just think of it not so much as an investment, but more along the lines of an enjoyment. A sure. pastime, if right. you will. Yeah. Uh, I wish more people thought of it like that because I like I know the stuff that you grab, it's going in your collection and you're going to enjoy it. But what we see on social media specifically is, you know, I got this, now I got to flip it to, as soon as I can to get a quick buck so I can um, get something else. And a term that I hear a lot and I don't like it is I didn't get my money back on my box. And that's something that is really sad, I think, because that's not what collecting is supposed to be about. You know, it's supposed to be about the enjoyment of collecting something, not flipping it. I mean, if you want to flip something, then go, you know, go play in stocks. That's, that's not what it's here for. Did you agree with that? I think certain people have different uh, a different viewpoint on on that situation, but for mm -hmm. me, it's just not something I've even thought about. There you it's go. something I get it because I'm like, I like it. It's cool. It mm -hmm. gives me something to talk to. I have a few friends in the, that do collect, but the majority of my friends have no idea of any interest in those whatsoever. Sure. But everybody has different interests in different things, so I can appreciate what you have to say about people wanting to flip it and get it. But like, if you're doing it for that, then you're kind of doing it for the wrong reasons, by right. my estimation. Right. Of things. And then, by mine too. I don't mean to be judgy at all, but. You know, that's just a lot of what I see is there's just this negative condemnation, condemnation over the hobby about I didn't get my money back on my box. Yeah. It might be tough when you're paying, you know, $500 for a box of, of the cup, right? And the biggest difference now is that everything's high risk, high reward. So yeah. back when I started collecting, when I was just a kid, like less than 10 years old, mm -hmm. I, it wasn't, there was no, there was no chasing anything. You just pulled cards that you, like were your heroes or your sure, idols sure. or the people that you looked up to when you were playing hockey here in Canada. Like right. I do. Right. Do you still play hockey? All the time. All the time? Are you good at it? Yeah, I'd like to think so. What, what, what position do you play? I'm center. You're a center? Yeah, man. You're a setup guy, huh? I, I like to think so. <laughs> nice. Is, is it like just a, just just some guys out yeah, playing? Yeah, just, just men's league, but yeah. everybody there is typically out for fun. Like it, it's, a, it's, it's a good camaraderie sport, I would say. What's a, what's a good set? Like what's a good kit cost for hockey with you know blades and and stick and it, pads it's expensive it's still too expensive i would say like oh my god my gear is probably like worth a thousand dollars but if you use it all the time and you and you get like the love out of it like i do sure and it's worth every penny how long have you played hockey 
Uh, probably since about the same time I started collecting. Okay, so, so six, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah, like so quite some time. Like let's say mm, 20 years now. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I've never been on skates. Uh, Not once. I'm afraid of them. <laughs> took me a long time to learn how to play hockey. And yeah? I, I, yeah, finally, being stubborn about it. Okay. I just wanted it that bad. I wanted to learn sure. play hockey that badly. Absolutely. You get you take your love of hockey uh, around the globe. You know, you travel to the states to catch games, and uh, you're you're coming down to Florida pretty soon. You're going to catch Leafs uh, Lightning, correct? I am, yeah. And then you're going to catch uh, Bucks Bucks Saints. Is that yeah, right? Football game, yeah. So how is football viewed up here? Football, American football. Football is viewed in a positive light up here as well, but not for collecting. No one ever talks to me about collecting anything okay. to do with football, but it is very popular as far as watching it. So okay. a lot of people watch, like what I find more people watch NFL football than they do CFL football, which is the Canadian Football League. Sure. How about those? How about the Canadian Football League? I mean, I know that Upper Deck puts out sets, and other companies have put out sets in the past. Is that stuff even mentioned in collecting circles up here? Not anybody that I speak with is. It's not brought, not brought, not brought to my attention by them. Really, I know. Of its existence but you don't see a whole lot of singles but i'm also singles out and out of packs looking for them but i'm also not around that that is the excitement yeah. for the gray cup like at all anywhere near like say even the world series here or not even close not i would tell close. you that the world series is even more yeah. eventful than what the gray cup is really is here yes That's, i find that sad yeah i find that sad and you i consider weird. myself a person who really likes sports and I find the CFL to be not as exciting as almost any other sport. Is it? Would you say it's? Would Would American college football be better than, than CFL football? Yes, because there's more on the line in American college football. <laughs> wow, I did. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. How about soccer? I know you guys have a, the Toronto FC. Is that? It's that's very popular. Yeah, a lot of people really like soccer, but no one collects anything that I know of to do with soccer. If there's any collectors that I know, they're all into hockey. It's hockey. Every, one so of them. every single one of them's into hockey and only hockey. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. So, what are you looking for on the floor? You got a want list? Yeah, want list would be uh, anything ultimate. I like the ultimate series this year. Um, it just depends on when a nice leaf card would be nice this year. You never really know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. I picked up a nice Mitch Marner jersey. Uh, okay. From Fanatics. They, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Really nice. Uh, really nice jersey. So, uh, like, I, I got a quite a few things, but not. It hasn't been the craziest, busiest show, but it's still been nice. Uh, there's no never a time here I come, I leave, and I'm disappointed. Okay, that's good to know. And you, you said before we got on air that this is by far the best show in, Can- in Canada, or at least Hands in this down. area. Hands down. Yeah. Have yeah, you, not even close. Yeah? Oh, yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. And it, it's been running for so long. Uh, do you stop by the meat table every time you come? I never stop by the meat table, actually, now that you mention it. You've never stopped by yeah, the meat no, table? no, no. I get the ice cream. I like the ice cream. Oh, man, that ice cream's pretty good. Yeah, that I'm, ice cream's good. I'm waiting on that. But that meat table is... That guy's been setting up here forever. It seems like 20 years, right? Yeah, he's got to do good business. He, he, he uh, as an American, he doesn't speak uh, v- very he doesn't speak English very well. He speaks uh, very fluent French. I think he's from Montreal, probably. And uh, but he will sling that meat, man. He will. It's and you know it too because it, the whole roast smells like it, right? It's nice to know that you there's an expert out there in <laughs> in all different categories of life. Exactly. Last year, la- last not oh, like in the spring, uh, Joe Montana was standing at that table buying meat from the meat guy, and um, no one talked to him. Not a soul mentioned him his name, and he got his meat, and he came up here, and he did his autograph signing, and when he left left this building, he left the building with like three bags of meat, and it was it was so funny. That's awesome. It was so funny. 
All right, we're going to wrap this up. Man, John, I told you at the beginning, I love you. You're a great guy. Thanks for stopping by and sitting down. I finally got you on the podcast. Seriously, it, my pleasure. It, my player, my pleasure. I'm so happy you stopped, stopped down to do it. I know you have some more shopping to do. I have to get out of here because uh, there is some chicken pad thai calling my name from Jack Astor's. So, guys, until tomorrow, just hang tight. Keep listening. Cue the Drake. Thank you.